Uh, we're very thankful for everybody who comes and, and uh, we're, we're mindful of the fact that there's ebbs and flows in church life, but attendance has been just absolutely rock solid over the, a, a number of, of many months and it was just good last week to see the kids out, as in kids' church, but the place was absolutely full. And um, we thank God for that. If it's your first time amongst us or you're just going on the Arena Church journey, just stay with us. I, was, I had an email from a guy this week um, who was just inquiring about our Mansfield campus and was wanting to just try and find a home. And I said uh, in the email that... Um, we're absolutely committed to reaching those who are far away from God. So that is our mission and will always be our mission. But we're also mindful of the fact that there are people who um, may not be in church. They're Christians. They may not be in church for whatever reason. And, um, of course, we want those people to be planted in a local church. Uh, but what I said to this gentleman, I said, listen, the best thing you can do you can check the website out all you want, which is a wonderful first point of call. And he did that. But I says, there's the, the, the best thing is to come and just take a few weeks and just see if this is a good fit. Yeah. What, what is God saying to you? If, if the Christian people, you may be here today, maybe speaking to somebody and, you know, you're Christian people, you know how to hear from God. And, and it may be that you're trying to find a home. Well, just there is a home here, but, you know, you need to just make sure the fit's right. Come and speak to one of the leaders. Um, is that okay? Yes. So if it's your first time amongst us and you're just trying to find your way or you may not be a Christian and you're just trying to make sense of your life, I just encourage you to keep coming. Yes. It's, I know first impressions do count and they do matter. But often in the context of church, you need to just have a few visits to really get a feel for a place. Is that okay? Yes. And uh, so I'd encourage you to do that. But we're very thrilled for all the new people that keep joining us. And uh, we want, to, want that more and more. I want to get to the place in this church where I don't know everybody. That doesn't frighten me at all. Because God knows everybody. And as long as, as long as everybody is known by somebody, then that's all that matters. It doesn't need for me to know everybody's name. You know, so is that Okay. I have no idea why, why I said that, and I once wanted to be very sharp this morning. Great, great sense of God in the, the, in, in the worship, uh, led well by you guys. And uh, I never know who's leading, actually, because they're just Bob and we between the two of them. So jo- certainly um, Julie and, and Kev, and, um, and uh, great, great lead uh, in communion. Um, it's also just worthy of, of noting that Phil was in for the team time this morning. We, those who were part of the volunteer guys, we, we pulled, come together at quarter to ten and just have ten minutes together. And Phil was in for that, but is actually preaching over at Aspley uh, this morning. So that's why he's not, he's not with us. We're finishing off our series called Called. And um, it's been a great series for me. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed sitting under the ministry and I've enjoyed, you know, delivering some of the messages. Particularly when Phil launched it off by those who are called. And he was very particular in that he, he took those who feel a sense of call over their life with regards to the ascension gifts, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Not everybody is going to be called to those officers. He wasn't trying to say that they're better than anybody. It's just that they're called. That's all there is to it. 
And then he went on the, the following week after that to then talk about we're all called. Because every one of us have a, has a call over our lives. Every one of us has something to contribute. We've all been given gifts. Some of you have been given incredible gifts. Not just one gift, but two, three gifts. And we wanted to encourage you to use those. I then had the joy of, of, of addressing the subject. Don't just sit there, do something. And Amelia helped me with that on her return from Albania. And uh, that was good. And we just spoke about the reasons why some people do sit. And if you remember, there was about seven or eight reasons. And if you can remember them, can I have the notes? Because I don't even think I wrote them down. But anyway, I'm joking, guys, all right. Um, But the last point was about joy. People have lost their joy. And that is why I find that people tend to sit. And uh, then, of course, we had uh, Terry Eckersley, who came and shared with regards to uh, living in the bullseye, living the dream. And that's exactly what Terry is, is now doing with his wife, Jill. And um, last week, uh, I spoke about the, the, the call has a cost. And uh, thank you for so many of you that actually weren't mad or sad, but were very glad. And you were very, very kind with me. And uh, you encouraged me. Many and many of you um, shared encouraging things with me around that. And I just want to encourage us, uh, if you weren't here for that particular one, if you just get it on the podcast and listen to it. And so I'm finishing off today, and I'm just going to talk about the joy of the call. Because it's all right talking about the cost, but there is a joy. And it's always faithful to say, I I don't intend to be long, and I really don't want to be long, but we'll see how we get on. I promise I won't be mega, mega long, but I'd like to just race through this, because actually, there's not an awful lot that I really want to say, which is always faithful, because then I find that I have a lot to say. But I just want to share a a verse that I that I mentioned last week from 2 Chronicles chapter 25 and verse 2. So if you're taking notes, we talk about the joy of the call. It's all right talking about being called and having gifts and not sitting there in the cost. But there is a joy to serving Jesus, guys. Just nudge the person next to you and say, are you happy? There's only three of you have done that. Are you happy? There's a joy. There's a joy in serving Jesus. There really is. I mentioned this last week in 2 Chronicles and 25 and verse 2. There was a king by the name of Amaziah. And he says about Amaziah that he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not wholeheartedly. The Living Bible put, put it like this. He sometimes resented it. That doesn't strike me of a man who's living in the joy of the call. And I don't want anybody to be serving in Arena Church and resenting it. I really don't. There's times when it can be tough because personally things can happen it, you know, to us. And let's all be honest, it's, it's difficult for us to drag ourselves out of bed. Never mind, shake a hand on the door. Hello? That's different to resenting it. I don't want any of us to feel resentful to what people are doing because if you feel like that we need to just help you to get free from that because we want you to have the joy of the call there's a joy in serving Jesus there really is a joy and it's not you may say well Christian you would say that because you're one of the pastors I'm I'm working from my whole life you know from a real definite decision to follow Christ and just give my life to him completely which really happened, you know, about 16, 17, 18 age. So for many, many years, when I wasn't 
the pastor. I wasn't the senior leader. I wasn't resenting it. I just loved being in church. I loved doing what they asked me to do. I loved it. I really loved it. Because it's a great thing. Every one of you here today needs to know that you are called. It's one of the biggest lies of the enemy. He would say to you, I have nothing to contribute contribute and you're not called. There's many people here who don't believe they've got a gift. Or you think you're so limited. I want to tell you, I look around the room and see some hugely talented people. I see some great people. I was in a context, I can't even think where I was this week. And I just said to them, you know what? I, I wouldn't be anywhere else but here. I just absolutely love this church. How I know where it was. We was in the, um, I was at 242. I was at 242, one I in the leaders. And I was serious. I said, if Brian Houston, Hillsong extraordinaire, called me and said, Christian, we want you to come and pastor the church in England for Hillsong. We're really, I'd say, seriously, I'd say, and, it's gonna, and we're going to give you a £100,000 salary. Woo, that sounds great. And we're going to give you all the resources. You can hire all the staff and whatever. Seriously, I, I'm not just saying it. I would have no interest I'd like to be able to meet with him so he could help me and stir me on and encourage me. But I'd have no desire because I absolutely love you guys here. And I'm enjoying the call. Everything's not perfect. Things need to change. But I really, 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 really love being here. (sighs) I'm glad I've got that off my chest. Yeah, I really do. Genuinely, I love it. Would I like a bit more sunshine in the UK? Absolutely. Anybody with me for that one? Oh, absolutely. And that doesn't mean that everything in my world is always perfect, because it isn't. More often than not, it's not. It's not. 99% of the time, it's not perfect. I just get 1% where I think, everything's good. And then everything changes. Anybody with me? So it's not looking at, well, everything's wonderful for him. And I wish. I'm not saying that. I just am enjoying the call because the call, there is joy in serving Jesus. There really is. And um, one of the things that I felt the Lord say to me this morning was um, talk to, to the guys who are not living out a sense of joy again in the call. Because I want you to understand What actually happens as you live out your call, there is great joy. You see, as you serve the Lord in whatever capacity. So we serve the Lord as a mom and as a dad. We serve the Lord. And that actually does bring benefit to the church. Because there's something that happens. We can't quite define it, but it happens. As we honor mums and dads, teenagers, as you serve, honor your mother and father, something happens. The Bible actually talks about there's just a blessing that that flows. If any of you young people here thinking, well, my mum and dad get on my nerves, we understand that's what we're there, that's what we've been created to do, to get on your nerves. (laughs) Hello? And then what will happen is you will have your own kids and then you will get on their nerves. Sorry, Jacob, it's not really helpful, is it? We need to honor our mother and father. So we need to honor our mother and father. We need to look after our husbands and our wives. We need to take care of our kids. We need to serve the Lord in all those areas. We need to serve the Lord in our jobs. So 
whether that's in the school canteen, in the classroom, in the factory, in the office, on the workbench, Dave, whatever, we serve the Lord. So we need to do all of that with joy. But then we need to come to the house of God and serve the Lord with gladness. And you may say, well, that's the bit, that's the bit I'm quite trying to understand because I don't know what my contribution is actually making. Please don't underestimate what you do and the impact that it makes. Some of you here are wonderful caterers and you make cakes for people and you bless people with a cake. You may say, well, what impact does that have? I want to say you're serving out your gifts because God's given you an ability to be a good cook and then you're encouraging somebody and you're blessing somebody and the kingdom advances. You may say, really, Christian? Absolutely. You may say, well, that smile that I give, well, that's worth nothing. I want to tell you, we need more encouragers in the house of God. That music, these guys, while we're just singing and not really people were engaged, I want to tell you, they're leading us into the presence of God. Worship is washing over us. Something's beginning to happen in us. Angela, as you serve the parent and toddlers so faithfully, you know, you're not just, you're not just gathering a group of mums or dads and it's, ah, squealing, ah, and that's just from the mums and the dads. Uh, and the kids are just all, there's a kingdom influence that's happening There's a kingdom influence that's happening. What's happening down at the community? Oh, it's a waste of time. Nothing's ever wasted, guys. Nothing's ever wasted. And so everything that we do in the shops, in the coffee shops, in the conferencing, all the things that we do around Sunday service, none of it's wasted. None of it's wasted. Because I tell you what's happening. Let me just cast the vision. This is what the Lord said to me. Tell you, as you serve the Lord in all those areas... People are responding. Prodigals are returning. Communities are living again. Darkness is evaporating and light is shining. You may say, really, Christian, I'm telling you, it might seem a little bit as though it's not, but it's happening. Friends, it's happening. These things are happening. This is why you do what you do. Lisa and I had the privilege of just traveling to a prison for the podcast. I'll be careful, and I won't mention the, the gentleman's name, but it's a gentleman that we've had contact with in the life of this church, and he's in prison. And uh, you could look at that and think, well, what a waste of time. We spent all this time on him. There's a lot of guys who did, and he's returned back to prison. And he was really amped up. He was like a coiled spring. This is why the email went out. Seriously, if anybody's got a passion to just transport people to prison, you may not feel that you want to go in, but you've got a car and you're available. We can sort the petrol out. Speak to Lisa. If anybody has a real heart to be in prison, it's a bit weird because you get searched. I was taking my belt off, my trousers off. I wasn't really. I was going to it too far. (laughs) But this woman, I thought, she was just, thought, what's all this about? I'm not going through an airport terminal. She was checking everything and, then I realized there's obviously trekking for drugs and all that kind of stuff. So if you've got a heart to go and visit, I want to tell you it's a valuable, valuable ministry. But as I was there, I was with this gentleman and we just sat there. Again, another interesting thing for anybody who's aware of prison work. I've only been in a couple of times to visit people before, but they're not allowed to stand up. We are. It was just so regimental. It was just, they have to, no, we can't get up. We have to stay where they are and, 
And he was like a cold spring because he was just in his cell all the time and things weren't happening in his world. And, and Lisa can talk as we know and really can try to get in, but he wouldn't, let her, he wouldn't let you talk, but he would just need to get it off his chest. And I tried to interject and he wouldn't have any of it. Not that he was aggressive, but he just needed to get this stuff off him. And then midway through, Lisa, isn't this true? He said, I never knew what love was like until I came to Arena. He says, and you, I'm not just saying it's for me, he says, you hugged me. I mean, this bloke, I mean, Wayne's here, there's a few of you who are a bit tough. I mean, he, he, te- he takes some handling. This guy takes some handling. I mean, he's tasty with his fists. You know, he's, a, he's, not, he's not a little, if we can say this, wimp. This is a guy who knows how to handle himself. He actually says, I can't go to the gym because I'm going to bulk up that much. And then when I come out, I don't want to. So he's having to just hold off from it all. And he makes this statement. I never knew what was love was like until you loved me. Until you hugged me. And I was very intentional. I told these guys, he didn't know what he was doing. The first time I got hold of him, it went like this. You know, blokes. <laughs> this is a bit uncomfortable. I could feel it. Some of you ladies can be like that as well, but, you know. I'm not talking about with your husbands now as well, ladies, but anyway. But I was very intentional. I remember just holding him. Wouldn't let him go. He was a strong lad, but I thought, no, I'm going to hold him. Because he needed to know that I loved him. And he were in a mess then. Let him go. He was sweaty because of the drugs and whatever, because that's what they do. If you've ever been like that, you just sweat. And I remember then this, the following time that I saw him, hey, he pulled, came right in. He, was, he came right in for the, for the thing. He just, he just got it. The point is we could say, well, it's all a waste of time. Well, it isn't. It isn't. And it's the joy of serving Jesus. Let me read your story. It comes from Tracy. Tracy wrote to Lisa and just said, it's not that they don't communicate, she just wanted to tell her. She just wanted to tell her this. And I was kindly, Lisa, when the stories like this, I say, please let me know, because if I use them, and I just like to know. So these things you may say, well, they're a waste of time. I like to know. It's not because I'm wanting to control. I just love to read these stories, and then I can pray. I'm often overcome with emotion when I read them. And Tracy says uh, about acorns, some of you are serving acorns here. We were sat all around the table on Tuesday and it was hectic and food was being passed left and right. And one of the kids had his plate full. One of the staff said, come on then, let's, let's eat then, as most of the kids just sat with, it, with their plates full. I'll take the little boy's name out. But then Johnny looked up and said loudly, no! We can't heat. We haven't prayed yet. Tracy writes, I could have cried. It really touched my heart. Because this little boy was very hungry. Because he went on to eat three dinners. Lots of laugh. Lots of, laugh out loud, sorry. Not lots of love. Laugh out loud. <laughs> so this, but he wouldn't touch his food until he'd given thanks to God. 
So next week I'm introducing a prayer box so the children can post their prayers for us to pray for. There's a joy in serving Jesus. Makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? You only need one of them a year. It just, it's like rocket fuel. <laughs> My girls came out of Universal on Friday night, said, as I normally do, kids, how was it? Start to say to me, Dad, there were loads of new people in. There were loads of kids in. Just preached up a storm. There was just something about, you know, it really flowed. I says, was he as dynamic as me? And he went... Eleanor got it, and he didn't, you know. I want to tell you, I love stories like this. Are we making a difference? We are making a difference. And as we live out the call, a difference is made. Here's some benefits to living out the call. I wonder if you just turn with me as I close to Psalm 128. Psalm 128 And verse 1. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. I'll get in trouble now with Julie because she tells me I have to let them know and then it goes on the screen and I've completely messed up. So please, Julie, don't tell me off (laughs) after. It says here, How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. Aha. You'll enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. You shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. May the Lord continue to bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. I've just got a few things that I want to say as I close about the joy of the call. Because here we see the uh, psalmist writing that it was joyful to fear the Lord and follow his ways. And then we will enjoy the fruit of our labor. And he names a number of things that happen. You see, holy set-apart people are happy people. I'll say that again. Holy set-apart people are happy. Happy people. That's why when I see miserable religious people, I don't see them as holy. Because they're not happy. Holy is not holiness is not that we do everything right. It's just that we those who've been touched by God have been sanctified by the Spirit. The word holiness means that we've been set apart. It doesn't mean that we live a perfect life, but it means that we're seeking to do the very things that Jesus and God and his word is asking us to live. And when we are set apart and we know that we've been called by God and we know we have a living, dynamic relationship with Jesus, you can't be miserable. That's why it is impossible to be a Christian and miserable. There's times that can make us miserable, but it's not possible to be constantly miserable. Because Jesus does something in our lives. So holy people are always happy people. And the benefits of the call, listen to the language, joyful, enjoy, happy, fruitful, flourishing, vigorous, blessed, prosper. Here's one, two, three, four, five, six things that happen. As we embrace the joy of the call, there's some benefits. Number one, 
Your service will be blessed. Your service will be blessed. This is the joy of the call. Secondly, you will be fed and you'll be satisfied. Now, I was talking about a natural thing, but I think there's something about spiritually. You just feel satisfied. You feel like you've been fed. You've come into the house and God, house of God and you've served. You know, some of you haven't wanted to get out of bed, but you've still come and you've still shook that person's hand. Then you've had a meaningful conversation and you've left. And what have you felt like? You haven't felt drained. You felt fed. You felt satisfied because it's the joy, the benefits of the call. You'll, so you'll be fed and be satisfied, and I just wrote at the side, and people will look on and they'll be envious of you. You know, the whole point of this Christian life, if it can be as blunt as this, Jesus came into our lives and really embraced me. Why? Because he wanted everybody who looked on at me to be envious. Not envious of our look or what car I drive, but envious of the kind of life, the attitude that I have. People need to look on at you and think, I'm envious of this woman. Her attitude, even when things aren't going right, she's got a positive attitude. She lives herself, her life right. What is all that? Do you get what I mean? People just need to be envious. Jared, they're in the football, you know, changing rounds, uh, rooms, and they're looking on at you and not just thinking about your fancy footwork, but they're envious of your life. They're envious of your lifestyle. They're envious how you're living your life. That's how we should. Dave, in the business context, you guys, all in business you know, accountancy and whatever, business degrees and whatever, and Jordan as well, in what she's doing. People need to look on and are so envious, not because of what you've got, because how you live your life. It's the joy of the call. I want people, genuinely, please don't misunderstand this, to look at me and think, there's something different about that, that Christian. There's something different about that Caroline. There's something different about our family. Yeah, sure, we hear them ranting and raving at time in the morning when we're trying to get the kids out of bed, because that happens. And they're kicking off all over the place because that happens in our house. And they won't do as they're told because that happens in our house. Any other houses like that? (laughs) That's just from Caroline. Um, (laughs) She's not here, is she? (laughs) It's usually me who's kicking off, by the way. It's not Caroline because I'm not doing as I'm told. But I want people to lock on and, and just... Do you get what I'm... Are you hearing me this morning? Been alive, just envious about our lifestyle. There's something different about our lives. There's something different in how we think and act. And you know, not weird. I'm talking about weirdness, but it is weird because they're just saying, "I don't get this." How does this work? You you can't still be with joy tracing what you're going through. How does that work? No, that doesn't register, but it does register. The stuff you're working through, God's still on the throne. And God's going to take you through in Jesus' name. And there's a joy about serving Jesus. That's why she can still serve down in Acorns. And I'm thrilled she's serving in Acorns. So, you'll be envied. There'll be happiness. We'll be happy, happy, happy. There'll be prosperity. And I'm not just talking about finances. Because we'd just be prosperous in our souls. Majority of people outside, this is my passion. 
are not fulfilled and not satisfied. They can have whatever they want, but they're still deep down in the gut. They're not satisfied, and they know it. And everybody else knows it. But we're talking about as we serve God, and as we have the joy of serving God, there's a prosperity that comes to our lives. The just is just wonderful. Something in our souls. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Something just deep down. <laughs> There's a blessing on our family. It talks about those who are married. Wives, husbands, kids, those who have kids. There's a blessing that comes. And I understand there can be some train wrecks that may be around your worlds at the moment. You're thinking, well, that hasn't quite worked out for me. I want you to keep encouraging to keep hold of God. And just keep trusting God. Because the blessing of God flow into families. This is just because it hasn't worked out as you want to do. Don't disregard the truths of God's word. Let me read it again. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. It talks about your children will be like olive shoots around your table. There's a blessing that comes to the family of God. Anybody hearing me this morning? And the last thing is, it talks about the blessing of God, continual blessing to you from, from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. I'm not going to get into the old and the new, but the old and the new, there's something about Jerusalem and Zion which translates through the cross into talking about the church. There's something dynamic that God is wanting to do in the church. You see, the benefits of the call is there's favor upon the church. Without any sense of me sounding arrogant at all. And there's no sense. I honestly believe there's a favor on Arena Church. There's a favor on us. And we need to, we was encouraged last night in the context to be united and to have great humility. And if we'll do that, God will do the rest. And so let's maintain that just to humility. Let's not be telling everybody. But there's a favor upon Arena Church. There's monies that I believe are going to come to us. There's resource, there's minibuses, there's buildings, there's vans. There's, there's all kinds of ministries and initiatives that are coming to us because it's the benefit of the call. Now for me, I would say, well, why wouldn't I want to give my life to this? I'm sorry if it's felt a bit disjointed and I am nearly through. But why wouldn't I want to get involved in this? I could understand with the cost. You must understand there is a cost. But there's also the joy. We get to do this every single week. That's why I sometimes just want, I know you might be a bit more reserved or you've had a late night or whatever. That's why we just, it's not like, we get to do this every week, guys. Come and be together in a family together. We get to worship the God of the universe, we get to connect with great people, we get to be inspired, even if it's a disjointed word, by inspirational words, I'm not trying to put anything heavy on you, I'm trying to lay the Bible in us, we get to do this all the time, oh, I'll tell you, I can't do it, I I just, I can't believe it, we get to do this all the time, all the time David, all the time. How awesome is this? Some of you are looking at me thinking, have you lost the plot, you weird and whatever? I'm not bothered. We get to do this all the time. Why wouldn't we want to jump in and get involved? Why wouldn't you want to? Because there's so much benefit. Sure, there's a cost, inconvenience, but oh, 
Oh, the joy far outweighs the cost. Ha. I'm going to close with this verse. John, uh, Joshua. I keep saying I want to say Genesis. Joshua, chapter 3 and verse 5. I believe it's a significant word for us at this time. And Joshua told the people in verse 5. Make yourselves acceptable to the Lord, to worship the Lord. It talks about sanctifying yourselves because he is going to do some amazing things for us. I really believe, if we'll embrace this series called Called, if we'll recognize that we've all got a gift, we won't just sit there we just say, God, I'm going to live in your bullseye for my life. God, yeah, this is going to take some resource challenge from me, some money, some time, some energy, some effort. Oh, but the joy. God, I'm going to sanctify myself. I'm just going to present myself to you day by day. This is the Bible. The Lord says, I really believe it prophetically, the Lord is going to do some amazing things for us. He's going to do some amazing things for you, and for you, and for you, and for you, and for you. He's going to do some amazing things for you. He's going to do some amazing things for us. Do you receive that word? I wonder if Andy would just jump on the, not literally, but just... It'd collapse if you jumped on it, literally, I'll tell you. I wonder if you just take a moment to just bow your heads. If you don't want to do that, I'm not forcing you to do that. But just bow your heads and bow your hearts. And I'm going to ask us to respond this morning. After all, try to make it fun and just try and finish off the series the best way that I could. But the Lord does want to do amazing things amongst us. He wants you to live out your call and your destiny. And in a moment, I'm going to ask every one of us if we feel that God's speaking to us to respond. And I'll tell you how you can respond in a minute. Well, every eye is closed and head is bowed. If you haven't got the joy of knowing Jesus, never mind serving him. If you don't know what it is to just have that dynamic living relationship with Jesus, you don't know what it is to know that your sins have been forgiven. You don't know what it is to just live peacefully. You might feel like this man who I visited and Lisa visited in prison, who just has never felt any sense of love. It might be that you've been completely loved, but... You wonder what life is all about. While every eye is closed and head is bowed, I don't want to assume anything this morning. If you've never responded to Jesus Christ, you've never responded to Jesus Christ, you say, Christian, would you pray for me this morning because I want to receive him as my Lord and Savior. I wonder if you just raise your hand quickly where it is. Raise it up and then put it down again. Just raise your hand where it is, where, where you are, and then put it down again. And ask us all a question. 
Now, do we really want the Lord to do amazing things for us? Do we want to live out our call? Some of you I know because you're, you're around my world and you're pretty amped up and pumped up like I am. But I put myself where you are because I'm part of this family. And I'm responding. Although I'm talking, I'm responding to this because I want to respond. And in a moment, I'm going to ask people, and we may have been through this before. If you've been around church, you may say, well, I've done this loads of times. I'm not bothered. Well, you need to do it again. But you need to do it out of a genuineness that, yeah, in this moment. So I'm going to ask us in a moment to stand. If you're saying, yeah, I'm going to live out the joy of this call. I'm not going to resent what I'm doing. I'm just going to give everything. I'm going to consecrate myself. I'm going to sanctify myself. And I'm going to believe for those amazing things. It might be everything at the moment screams, it's a waste of time you're standing this. The enemy was screaming in your heart now, look at this, look at that, look at the other. I want to tell you to dismiss those things and just respond to the Spirit of God. Because God wants to do something amazing. And if you are able, I know there's people like Alison who are often, you know, in a wheelchair and I'm mindful of that. But this dear lady responds very much from her heart. And if you are able, if you are able and you're saying, Christian, yeah, I'm in. Bearing in mind, not just off this Sunday, last Sunday, the cost. (laughs) And there's some challenges with all that, but I'm in. If you're in, just before we finish with one final song, I wonder if you'd stand to your feet. And I'm going to pray. Just remain in an attitude of worship. Don't stand up because everybody else is standing up. Respond because you want to respond. I wonder if people are just, just join with me and just raising your hands just for a moment saying, God, it's just a sign to God we're just receiving. Receiving from the Lord. Just receiving from the Lord. Lord, thank you for the response of the congregation this morning. We just want to serve you, Jesus, and we want to do it joyfully. We don't want to do it with any resentment. We understand there's a cost, but Lord, we want to just at this moment just focus upon you, the joy, the benefits of serving you, and we get to do this every single day, and we get to come together on a Sunday every week, and it's a joy, and Lord, what we're doing is not a waste of time. That parent and toddlers is not a waste of time. That community bank and those people, it's not a waste of time. That welcome, it's not a waste of time. Lord, we believe that as a result of us stepping into our call and using our gifts and our strengths, we're seeing your kingdom advance. Anybody with me this morning? We're seeing your kingdom advance. We're seeing darkness evaporate, penetrated. We're seeing light come. We believe, Lord, that we're making difference with children. Thank you for that lovely story. And, Lord, we're believing, Lord, in these coming days that your favor is going to continue to follow us all the days of our lives. And so I just pray over this congregation, those who have stood, who are responding in their hearts to you, that, Lord, you'll just restore. There needs to be a restoration of joy, a restoration of joy. In their hearts for the things of God. And a restore a joy for the church, Jesus. Just the joy of serving the church and seeing your kingdom come. And we ask it, Father, in Jesus' name. I wonder if we'd all give the Lord a great big shout of praise. Come on, if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. He's worthy.
He's worthy of praise, worthy of honor, and worthy of glory. Guys, thank you so much for just 